1: Oh Grizzlies tickets that we're gonna be giving away here on the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I want to tell you about the Live Love Memphis group at the real estate agency. Got a good CPI print yesterday, Jason. Inflation came in a little bit cooler than anticipated. Could this mean a pause in rates? A pivot, perhaps. Look, I don't know. You don't know. Nobody really knows. But what the Live Love Memphis team does know is how to handle all type and all manner of conditions. They can help you make the most money for your home. Let them do that. Reach out to them. Sold at Memphis.com.
2: Jennifer makes it so simple. That's what I appreciated most. and didn't know the first thing about home selling. And I was in a much different market four years ago, but that's the thing. She's got her finger on the pulse. She knows every market. She's been successful through every kind of market. Let her give you an education. Show you how simple the way to home ownership can be. Don't let fear keep you from making the call, like I did for so many years. 901 625 5200 625 5200 Or you can email Jennifer and her team at sold at Again, that's sold at live it is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto Teams at the real estate agency. Every
1: day around this time into the rundown, let's go. Now, it's the rundown, presented by
0: ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 929 FM ESPN. First story.
1: Bop, but a pop, but a pop. pop, ba Memphis football, Big Memphis football gets the win last night uh in Memphis inside Simmons Liberty uh Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium 26 to 10. Seth Hennigan, 20 of 34, 262 yards and a touchdown. The story of this game was really Memphis's defense locking in and locking down Tulsa especially there in the first half. Things got a little weird. It was a very clumsy close to the game there. Memphis did kick the field goal with under a minute remaining to really put it out of reach. Uh, But as we said yesterday, we both said it. We both anticipated Memphis would win. We both anticipated Memphis would cover. They did just that. And I I, I wouldn't really even say it was ever much in doubt. Tulsa is very bad.
2: It was 23 at the half,
1: right? Yeah, it was 23 at the half. Tulsa had no pulse in
2: this game. So you're right, it wasn't ever in
1: doubt. It was 23 to three after a three. So, um, this was really more about Memphis saying, all right, you're one-dimensional. We know you can't do anything besides run the ball. We're going to focus in on that, make Davis Brin beat us. And uh, he threw that pick and eventually was replaced by Braylon Braxton, who was better, who was better, 12 of 24, 128 yards and a touchdown. They never got anything going offensively. They had that fumble from pre-scoring in the beginning of the game. Like, oh, God, here we go. Got nothing out of it. Got a feel go out of it. So, yeah, that was really less about Memphis uh, to me as it was Tulsa and the the state of play for them. That's bad. But they did get the win. They did get back to five hundred, and I, I don't really think it's a it's a it's a game that complicates anything. I think if you believed that Memphis should give Ryan Thurfield another year uh, with bowl eligibility, then that win practically guarantees it. That win practically guarantees bowl eligibility. If you were somebody who was on the other side of the fence saying that they should make a change regardless of bowl eligibility at 6 wins, then that win last night is not going to change uh anybody's mind. So it was it was a win that Memphis had to get just for, you know, uh I guess pride's sake at minimum here. Um but it was never going to be a win even if they had won 50 to 0. It was not going to be a, a, a an outcome that Changed hearts or minds. That can only happen with wins against relevant teams in the conference, and you missed on all of those. Mm-hmm. You don't get a chance to play Cincinnati. You blew the lead against Houston. You didn't beat UCF. You got walloped by Tulane in the first half and made it interesting at the end, but ultimately did not uh, win that game. And you know, so that's that's the that's the scorecard here for Memphis football. They have fattened up on wins against bad teams, you know okay, you beat Navy you beat Tulsa um, you didn't you didn't beat East Carolina so the best teams in the, but the top half of your league you don't own wins over you know ultimately that's what matters um and I and I and I do I think in college football today it is very easy to get to a bowl. it's not hard you just have to go 500. That's nothing. That's 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 the definition of average of mediocrity. That's not um, an achievement. It's like it's like if the NCAA tournament expanded to 128 teams, you damn near got to do away with the bonus, man, because a third of the field's getting in, you know, and a third of college football is going to a bowl game. So
2: they don't mean anything.
1: You know, in terms of if if we're diagnosing and, and we're just you know we're doing the pro- I guess it's not diagnosing it's the prognosis right because it's it's the progress it's moving forward what is this going to look like? Well, my ruling would be yes, you guys are going to a bowl game, but what you failed to do is you failed to get a win over anybody that matters. Any there is no win on this schedule that you picked up that you would say, man, that was a that was a good win. That was a win that. That uh, can can pay dividends. Oh, you beat Temple, who sucks. You beat Arkansas State, who sucks. You beat Navy, who sucks. You beat Tulsa, who sucks. You're going to beat North Alabama, who sucks. I mean, that's you know that's uh, they have not beaten a, a, a team that anybody would accuse of being half decent at this point. That's the issue, right? That's why people. That's why you can't come in here today. And, and 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 pretend essentially that anything is fundamentally different than it was two days ago. There has been nothing on this schedule that has transpired. Now, had they held on against Houston, Jason? Had they had they beaten UCF?
2: Well, a different kind of season. Though.
1: Had they well, not it's, it's gotten There's their... more
2: important. Different kind of feeling.
1: Well, yeah, and, and I do. I think the context of this record matters, man. It's like, you know, if Memphis wins. Uh, you know, if, they, if, if, if Memphis basketball goes 8-0 in, in, in their non-conference schedule, but they play Alabama State and they play uh, Mississippi Valley State and they play a bunch of uh, candy asses, it's not going to matter. Because the only thing, you know, because truth is when you get to real teams and you don't convert those, you don't cash those chances in, ain't nobody going to be thinking about those eight non-conference wins, those slaw-ass wins, they don't matter. The only thing that people care about is do you beat good teams? Can you beat a good team in the year two thousand and twenty-two? Memphis has not done that. Memphis has not done that. And so I think that is that is the piece of this that is a little like I, I can't I can't take that journey. Not that I think there are a ton of people out there trying to say that today, but I can't sit up here and take that journey after beating a bad Tulsa team that 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 something is different. No, I mean the scorecard is still the same. They still haven't Made anything
2: of their opportunities this season.
1: They just haven't.
2: There's not much to add there for me. I mean, I unfollowed, so you know pretty much where I'm at. I do, you know, things theoretically, John, should be easier next year in a league where, let's be real, you look around what's going to be you and SMU and a Mm -hmm. bunch of, you know, a bunch of uh, teams that you should handle. And so you look at it and you say, well, all right. Well, if you if you run it there, if you can get on top, well, what can, what can that mean for you? You know, maybe a spot in the college football playoff, like that. That that's that's and John, that's about it. Yep. You know, I, I just I I I'll let you just tell the reality here, and 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 if you're looking for hope, which they're going to be trying to sell to you now, feels like on into next season, mm-hmm. that's how it's going to come at you, and you know, I'll let you decide whether you're buying it or not that Ryan Silverfield's the guy that can put you on top. But I, I even in a watered down AAC, John, this was always supposed to be about putting yourself in position. A team didn't score a touchdown in the second half yesterday, averaged two yards per carry. There was a you know, there was a lot not to like, even though it was a win and it stopped the, I just I don't see the signs. I don't see the signs. Go back to the terminology we use to start the season that you're putting yourself in position. To take over this conference next it's, year, it's so it's look, that, it's, that's what concerns me. It's apathy's your, worse than anything. Else. Well,
1: and that's and that's the spiral that Memphis has fallen into. right? Oh, it's up in it. This is not a first year quarterback, and it's not a first year head coach. It's 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 a second year quarterback who is awesome, and it's a third year head coach. It's it's supposed to be better than it is because it was bad last year. It was it was average last year, and it's average again. So.
2: You Brian silverfield told you to, you know, to Gianano's point that they got hired. it's about keeping it where it was no it, not about it, dropping back down having to rebuild again right, right. so this isn't yeah because
1: what you can't, you, what you're hired what again. you can't do and you can't say in one, in one breath when you get the job you can't talk about all these ambitions and and, and, and maintaining and, and and getting game day and going to uh, cotton bowls and things like that. You can't in one breath say that and then in the second breath try to say well, what what did you guys expect? Memphis football has always been this. Memphis football has you know, there was a time where six and six was great. Seven and five was great. You can't you can't say you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth in that regard, right? You just you just it's got you gotta pick one.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. I, I was gonna say, just listening to it last there was a time where Memphis football was a big enough brand and hot enough in college football that it felt like having a Lewis Riddick in there yeah. covering your game was warranted. Right. Last night it's like you're on this. You got the Memphis but, Memphis football. but, but I use that as sort of the the measuring stick right. of you know how it's falling off. Well, and, it's and, like damn, Lewis Reddick got to got to cover the. Well, we and, ain't scoring a and, touchdown and, in the and second and half. And Lewis, Ma- even him said, and Matt
1: Barry last night. He was like, hey, what? don't get don't be fooled. This
2: this is a program that once upon a time like that was the, and and that's what a, that's what a Resco told Giannato. I mean, he was there yesterday, and exactly giannato has got a column up at commercialbill.com. dot com. Talk to Resco Same thing. We need you back. The point is, you've fallen off. And if we're saying anything different, then we're lying to ourselves. But y'all, 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 y'all go ahead and sit and try to sell that it's gonna get better under this. I ain't buying it.
1: Yeah. When the AAC commissioner is saying we need you back, that's a yeah, tough back. look. it's a tough
2: look. Because you're dead right now. Uh compared but, compared to where you were. Yeah,
1: look again, it's not um it's not Tubby Smith wasn't disastrous. Like he was bad. And he wasn't good enough, but he wasn't – he got to 20 games. He won a couple games in the NCAA tournament. But it was was not about, hey, is this coach disastrous? We have to fire him. No, it's this coach isn't doing the job well enough. It doesn't always have to be disastrous to make a change because oftentimes when you do wait for it to get that bad, it's very hard to turn around with any kind of pace. You know, it's hard to – because your your roster is just you know pillaged. You have nothing in the cabinet. You you just it's a total rebuild at that point. So what you want to do is you want to you want to stop it early. You want to catch it early, identify early where is the arrow pointing? Where is the trajectory? The trajectory is not good right now, objectively speaking. This is this is just obvious. So are you going to wait until okay, cuz you are you're on a roller coaster, right? When Ryan Silverfield was hired, you were going up. You were going up on that roller coaster. Things were going great. Okay. So now we're coming around the bend here and we can see, we can see that drop hill. We're looking at it. We know it's coming. We're going to let it drop or are you going to stop the ride? Right? Yeah. I mean, that's <clears throat> Space Mountain. Shortest ride, longest lines.
2: Know what I mean? Can we put an ankle monitor on a. Him again this offseason? No. Just want to make sure he stays in town. and.
1: Give her a Some
2: That brother gone.
0: Hey, you
2: gonna You're going to want to monitor that because that man will. I don't know that, he, by the way. I, I don't know that. He will be courted. I don't know. He, he, he will be courted. He
1: will be courted,
2: he says. What we don't know is whether he will say, yes, he will be courted. He will be courted. He will be courted. He will Which, have many suitors.
1: He will have – his his uh, Instagram is going to be popping like bundle with Brittany. Yeah, they're going to be sliding all in. All right. That that thing is going to be zooted. Zooted from all type of schools. You name it. SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, all of them.
2: Big 10. Maybe they don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe they don't maybe know. Maybe they're not
2: aware because he's been irrelevant this yeah. year.
1: Yeah, that man—that man finna be getting all kind of sliding, sliding in on those DMs, bro, for sure. Um, is there? What in Texas needs him, bro? Georgia needs a quarterback. Stop. They do. Stetson Bennett is gone. Seth Hennigan would fit right.
2: Ro- all right, now John,
1: you don't think Seth Hennigan would be a great piece for Georgia? Yeah, but Who George quarterback? Quarterback? He ain't he ain't first on their list.
2: They get anybody, they reach
1: out, touch anybody they want. Who would be better than Seth Henry? I have no idea. It will be full of folks. Okay, fine. Uh, just pick a Texas school. Yeah, That's why I asked about Texas. Pick one. Pick anybody. I mean, there's only so many good quarterbacks that, that don't turn the ball over, that are true leaders, that are sons of coaches. I mean, I, and I can't blame them. I can't sit here. I mean, NIL and all that, I can't sit up here and blame this kid. I mean, even if this season was going freaking amazingly, if Memphis was ten and zero, they'd still be they'd still be a huge uh, risk to, to lose this kid because he's you know the nil situation. I, I I I hope that there's a way Memphis can keep him, but I'm also not stupid. I'm not naive. I mean, we can sit here and say, "Oh, Memphis is going to keep him." He don't know. <laughs> no, nah, man. I mean, that's going to be impossibly difficult.
2: I know, because Ryan's like, "Here's your nil. A check for fifty dollars." Right. You get those Memphis City school lunches with the donut hole in the morning. We got a free lunch for you, Seth. need you to stick around. We're going to make it two free lunches for you. Yeah, that's I mean, it, that's right. a bonus.
1: It is what it is. Now, that's, see, that's what separated White Station from a lot of these other schools, man, is that White Station would have Chick-fil-A. They would have Chick-fil-A in the morning. You would get that breakfast biscuit. You couldn't get that at Kirby. You yeah, couldn't well, that get that. That was an upgrade.
2: We didn't. I don't remember I don't, having that when so, I was at White
1: Station. So RNIL at White Station was incredible. You could buy those in the morning. You know, you couldn't do that. At other, other city schools in Memphis. you know? Sad. Some people are the haves, and some people are the have-nots. If you went to a city school that's not named White Station,
2: have-not is what it is. I don't make the rules. But I You understand that, like, White Haven passed us. If it, oh, no. Academically? Oh, absolutely
1: not. The in folks no way are putting up reform. numbers over
2: there, dude. Oh, no, no, no. Those are, we those are,
1: need to investigate. We need to look into those numbers. Now. Who's coming up with those numbers? Those need to be investigated. Dude,
2: they, they elite Stat. students.
1: Okay? Yeah. you trying to come up here and tell me that we've been surpassed by another city school? I do your damn mind. I will not
2: believe that. No, no. I'm just saying, they're right there. If they ain't right there, you know. Stop. We need to look into With those, us, they're just right behind. Those Dominion voting machines they got over there. I'm just telling you, White Station had the only good city school, Shelby County School, city school in town. All right. There's the haves and there's the have-nots. That's the way it goes. because we got Chick-fil-A.
1: Sean Salisbury is going to join us when we come back. We'll talk to him about the NFL slate this weekend, uh, get his thoughts on the Titans as they are trying to rebound from – uh, a, a very close loss to Kansas City. All that and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, howdy, to FM, ESPN. One of the
2: cool things about betting on the NFL is that you can always find new player game props that are, are that you like. And what's cool about doing it on FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine those those props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's perfect for uh, this weekend's slate of games. You've got plenty going on. Now, FanDuel makes it super easy, even for old guys like me. Easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. And when you win, you're going to get those winnings back fast, sometimes faster than the withdrawal comes out. So there you go. Faster than other apps. The live betting's cool and up to the second. There's no feeling like nailing the same game parlay bet either. So lock in your bet today doing on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get 150 bucks in free bets, win or lose, with promo code Smith. Again, that's promo code JSmith. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms. At sportsbook.fando.com, gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Sean Sosbury is the host of the Sean Sosbury
1: Show in Houston on Sports Talk 790, former NFL QB, one of our favorites here. Every single week, privileged to be able to talk to him. He joins us now. Sean, what's happening, my man?
3: I'm doing good, guys. How you doing?
1: All is good here. Uh, lots to get to today. If you're the Buffalo Bills, uh, and then this this is an hour-to-hour thing, they uh, they seem to be saying, why not just say, hey, it's a long season. Let's just roll with our very competent former long-time starter Case Keenum, and give Josh the week to to rest and, and recuperate?
3: I guess it tells you how bad they love having him and that they want him that bad on the on the field. I, I'm with you. Or maybe it's the fact that they're forcing the Minnesota Vikings to think he's going to play, right? Guys, you know, their little gamesmanship, who knows? I, I would imagine if Josh Allen's 80% or better that he'd play. But, excuse me, but if I was the Buffalo Bills, I... Case has been more than capable, as you said. He's won games as a starter. They did the smart thing this season and went and got him, you know, to have him when Trubisky left. And you bring him in so you cover yourself in case you need a game or two or three. Um they're, I mean, Miami's playing well, but I'm with you. If there's a major risk, I don't know why you wouldn't. But maybe it's gamesmanship. Maybe Josh is saying – um you know, hold on. I, I still want to play, and I, I want to push this and see if we can get it right. So let's hope it doesn't end up in surgery. When you're talking Tommy John, but Buffalo can win with Case Keenum. I think it's a really interesting game. Only game with both teams over 500 this week mm. in the NFL. Get a load of that. Some bad football being played in the league. I think this is a. If if Minnesota's real, even if Case Keenum plays, Case good player, and Minnesota knows him because he was there. Uh, even if this game it doesn't have Josh Allen on the road it's still a tough place to play and go win you're going to find out a lot about the Minnesota Vikings in the next 3 or 4 weeks cuz they got the Dallas Cowboys as well
2: as a thrower yourself Sean, I'm just curious you you ever deal with one of these UCL injuries the the nature of them just how they how much they bother you what what do you what did you ever that,
3: experience that ne- never have I've okay. had rotator cuff um, and funny my shoulder now I've had about 15 surgeries and like a bunch of them on my knees and knee replacement and I've had two shoulder surgeries, but my shoulders—I've had an AC sprain on my right. But, but both of my shoulder surgeries, the the, the triceps, the the, uh, the the labrum, rotator were on my left shoulder post career, and not neither one, none on my on, no, on throw. my throwing arm. So I never yeah. had shoulder issues, and I never had elbow issues when I pitched all the way up until I got to college and throw. And I had kind of a rubber arm, so I, a throwing arm. I can still throw it. I just can't move it now. So I was fortunate. I never had to, but. If they tell you there are guys who I know that when they say, well, they got to get, season, you know, pitchers that, oh, they're going to rehab and see if they can get out there and play and do it, and let's hope it's not surgery because that would end his 2023. Yep. If he, if he waited until the end of the year. so And maybe he'll be fortunate, won't have to, and, uh, and, and can finish this out. But you've you got to be very delicate with that because we've seen this movie before. And any time I hear, oh, he's got a, a strain or a sprain in his elbow in the ligaments, First thing that comes to your mind is, oh dear, dear good, you know, dear Lord, don't let it be Tommy John for anybody. Yeah. But we're so uh, our doctors are so good at now, guys that are throwing ninety five come back and throw ninety nine. It's true, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's but for Buffalo, that window of a Super Bowl is staring them right in the face, and I know they that's want right. Josh, but I'm with you guys. If you if if you're trying to force it, don't force it. Case Keenum, that's why you got him. Trust him to go win a game.
1: You know, there was probably a time two, three weeks ago, where it felt like it was Bills and everybody else, but as is the nature of the NFL, has that has that gap not closed in, in recent weeks, whether it's the you know, the Bills lost last weekend, whether it's Bill you know, Josh Allen's injury, you know, whether it's uh the Eagles who continue to do what they do, the Chiefs are rolling. Like it does it not feel like the gap has closed on on the NFL and and that the parity is still very much apparent in this season
3: yeah a lot of bad plays so there's a whole bunch of teams that wallow in that you know like our Raiders and Colts like this the only intrigue about the game this week is like is Jeff Saturday actually going to waltz into Oakland or Vegas and get a win with his team right so it's crazy and you look at it and you say oh my gosh they get they're playing here and campus four and five host in Seattle and Geno Smith may be the MVP in the league right now. I mean it's of course some some great stories, but it's some average football. And and, and God bless Geno. Hell I hope he doesn't go and gets paid and they franchise him he makes thirty some million bucks. Good for him. But at the top, yeah, there's pair the Philadelphia's Dallas, Minnesota, uh you mentioned Kansas City. We know about Buffalo, but there is no doubt Miami, the you you're hundred percent correct. Even the Josh Allen injury brings them closer to the pack. The fact that they got beat last week by a Jets team who's – and then the Giants. How about those two teams – and well, three teams in New York with those two teams near – you know, the, the Giants and the Jets and the Jets doing their thing and made them a little – you thought, well, oh, are they vulnerable now? And then you say, well, Kansas City playing great football. and Even when they didn't play great at times last week, they found a way to get some defense with a, a rookie quarterback against Tennessee. So, yeah – there's parity top Right now, if I said you had to bet $10,000 on the team to win the Super Bowl and you had to bet it all on one, guys, can, and I'm talking about right now where everybody's health is, Josh Allen, the whole thing, it'd be hard to find, I mean, are we sure Philadelphia is better than Kansas City right now? I'm not. Mahomes in a game. Are, are we sure? No. Are we sure Minnesota can't beat Dallas? Are we sure Dallas couldn't beat Buffalo in a Super Bowl? Are we sure that Buffalo could? Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. So while yeah. Philadelphia looks like the clear cut in the NFC right now, yeah, the parity says they've come back to the pack a little bit, and their defense has been banged up in Buffalo. I, I wouldn't know where to bet ten thousand dollars today. Yeah, I'd, I'd bet. I'd bet somebody like in the fifth hole because I'd get better odds, right? Because it's the parity, but. I wouldn't know if I had to guarantee a win. I, I I wouldn't know where to put ten grand today, considering what's going on in Buffalo this week.
1: I think I would have to go Kansas City.
3: I, yeah, I, 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 because I, it, in Mahomes like that. He is like the Agreed. great.
1: Like I cannot, I cannot bet against him. Like it, I like, feel like he's worth
3: three players. I, I'm he, with you. I, I, I do. He truly. Yeah, like,
1: right. I mean, are they missing Tyreek? You know, probably a little bit. I mean, Tyreek's amazing, but he just fine. Like McCole Hardman. Does the same things, not as good, but like he just makes do with what he's got, and right. he's amazing.
3: Couldn't agree more. Now, I think Jalen Hurts has made phenomenal strides. I love his poise. I love that, you know, when they're not running it like last, they can throw it and beat you, and he's, he, he's doing everything. But I'm with you. If you told me they were playing each other in the Super Bowl this weekend and that they were playing like they are now all the way to, and I'd think, well, Philadelphia I, I like their defense more, and they've got some playmakers, and they can do it all. But when it gets right down to it, would I have the guts to bet against number fifteen in that game? And the answer is no. I'm with you,
2: Aaron Rodgers, Sean. What are we, what are we mm. what are we looking at here?
3: You're looking at a team that's going to be doing what we're doing in January. Watch oh, yeah. w- w- yes. watching the playoffs on TV. Sure. Is. You're looking at a guy who, guys, I've always felt since Rodgers has been doing his thing that he always knew something the rest of us didn't. I'm with you. Yes. That, I, that he'd be sitting on the sidelines after throwing a pick yeah. or they're down 10 points in the second quarter. I thought, there's a smirk about him. He knows he's going to win the game. Always. He, he knows and it, 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 to the point of irritating all the rest of us. He's like, and he's good enough to go do it, right? That's it. It just doesn't matter. And I'll be damned if it doesn't happen. This year it looks different to me, big time and it, it, it's not just Devonte Adams. I'm sorry to tell everybody this. Devontae is a hell of a player and it's great. He ain't it isn't like he waltzed in and all of a sudden the way the Raiders call plays it, they're That's winning nine of them, right? You get my right. point. So yep. and maybe they're using him wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So guys, last week, you know, and I understand Aaron's frustration. He's a phenomenal player, but he always felt, I always felt to be like, "I'm not worried about it. Rogers got the ball, they're winning." That's right. I would never I wouldn't I wouldn't pick who, who I'm not picking against him when they're playing Detroit. But you know what, you're to the point now, you say, Chicago, maybe, uh, maybe, and now, you go into the game last week against that very team, and the, the games this year, guys run wrong routes, they're not real physical up front, offensive line-wise, you know, they're just not making a lot of plays, not a lot of and you could see the frustration mounting. And you say, man, poor Aaron, man, no weapons. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I watched every snap of that game last week, every snap, because I had to see it. Dude, that game's on him.
2: He played poorly. He, he Thank you. Horrible. I'm with you, Sean. He threw yes. a
3: slant route that got tipped for a pick. That's right. He goes to the sprint though the roll right throw back to back Tiari on the tackle eligible. He threw it. He underthrew it by five yards yep. off balance, which he normally makes that throw to the back part of the pylon. He throws another a deep ball, a post route. This receiver's got him by five yards. Aaron misses him. Underthrow guy bats it down, and then he's got the one to bang post down the middle of, a, of it was a bender the guy running the bender the bender post gets two high safety split and he's late with the throw yep. and he get the, the, the get undercut for an interception in a red zone so i, I love him he's a great he's entitled to have a bad game but he can't go into that film this week from from last week's game and say yeah you got to run a better route you got to run about no 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 Aaron, you got to play better. Last week's game, which I, I don't know how many times we have said this in, in the last decade—probably not very often—last week's game, Aaron Rodgers was the reason offensively that the Detroit Lions won the football game. Yeah. Period. Period.
1: Yeah, we're talking to Sean Salisbury. Joins us every single Friday here on the show. Former NFL QB, catch him on in Houston on Sports Talk seven ninety. Titans taking on the Denver Broncos. Uh, Laying three back home in Nashville after a very uh, valiant effort on the road in Arrowhead with Malik Willis, um, what do you just fundamentally think of the Titans? Not not this weekend, but but as a as a playoff team and, and, and as a team that's trying to maximize the, the whatever Derrick Henry has has left.
3: Here's the way I feel about them from from my, my vantage point: is we know they need Tannehill on the field right now. Malik will get his opportunity. I mean, he he he's, he looks to me like you know one day he's going to be a good a good player. I, now Liberty to the NFL's a jump. We know the guy can rip it, but you can also tell that he's swimming. Right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you yes. know how that guy above water where somebody's swimming, but the water polo guys underneath their feet are going a million miles an hour <laughs> so they can stay afloat. That that's where he's at right now. And God, can you blame him? He's just starting his second game. I get it, but they can't throw up right now. I mean, and you got you, you're you're limited on what you can do when you do that. So they they got to have Tannehill healthy simply for the threat of play action. And you know, because they're not going to win throwing it 15 times and going six to 15, because the the whole world's going to say, well, you're not beating me if the, the big fella in the backfield can't stop me. I know their defense is tough. I know they're going to grind out victories. The two things that do concern me is get the quarterback back out there for the, for, for this year. Um, and I, listen, in a fist fight, a toughness, and will they hang around? Absolutely. They're in a division that's not good, so they're going to win this division. I mean, we got a guy who was on TV a week ago coaching one team. we got a guy in, uh, in, in Minnesota, in uh, Houston, in, in the, this front franchise, lets Brandon Cooks, he's frustrated, he doesn't get traded, takes his ball and goes home, gets paid, decides he doesn't want to play and tells us how much he loves to compete, and he's back with him. And the head coach just lets him do it. I mean, in the front office, oh, go ahead. All right, come on back. We expect you to be a pro now. He had nothing wrong other than he was frustrated to get traded. His ass would not be in the lineup this week. So there's that team. And then you got Jacksonville, who seems to be making strides, but they're a Dow Joneser. The Tennessee Titans are going to win the division. But I don't think, come January, I don't know if they have enough perimeter weapons to compete with the Kansas City's and Buffalo's when it gets right down to it. I, I, I think their they're guts and grip... And I'll make enough plays. God forbid anything happens to the big man running the football. But they've got to—they've got to find a way to make more plays in the passing game on the perimeter.
2: Sean, I, I love what Pete Carroll has done. Respect the mess out of it. But but I, I want to put you in Russ's shoes for a second. You helped him win a Super Bowl, and then you saw this week where you know, in complimenting Geno Smith, you know, using the wristband says they've been more efficient in the passing game because of it. He he, you know, he sends the little shout out to Russ that there was some resistance to that. When we had him, if you'd been that quarterback that had helped him, and yes, you guys have had your differences, but you've moved on now. I, I don't know. Is he? I've heard some old school takes that you don't do this. You know, you, you let you let it move on, especially for the fact that he won you a know, Super Bowl. Did you have any problem with Pete Carroll sort of sending the shot out, taking a little bit of a victory lap? Was it necessary? Was it? What What'd you think?
3: Guys, now I want you to picture—you know how Pete chomps on that gum. Yes, and there's that. You know what I'm saying? That I—that that, there's a, a that there's an arrogance about him, a swagger. You, you can, we know it. Yep. Hell, the guys the guys what seventy, and it looks like he's 28. Absolutely. I mean, he got some swagger. It's cool ass Pete, Pete Carroll, right? Yes. Guys, there's some there's some undertow hurt feelings in that. I'm just telling you. Uh-huh. Player, you've heard players talk about Russ. About they they always had a problem with the selfishness, and I don't think Pete liked when Russ. Just my gut feeling when, you know, with all the celebrity and that he wanted to lead the trade talk and, you know, all the stuff I think bothered Pete because the Russ and the Pete thing is, when he was there, it felt like Pete gave Russ carte blanche, right, that they mm-hmm. had, a, I'm talking about earlier, like a great relationship. I mean, it appeared they did. Yep. I personally don't come from the school getting digs on people once they're out of the building. Okay. I, 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 I'm not an uh, your laundry like that. But you know it was a dig, and Russ will get his in. I think, honestly, there's some that they'd love the fact that Russ is struggling and that they're playing well and that they weren't supposed to. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, listen, I, I understand the old school, and I know the gamesmanship, and you say it, and then if somebody says you're, like, playing naive, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't mean it against Russ. I'm just talking about Geno, right? Yeah. But I'm sure that they're like, why won't Russ do this? And now he's getting all this new contract. Yeah, it's, it's human nature, but I personally don't like the back and forth. If you're going to have your back and forth, do it in the building. Yeah. I don't know why when people leave – we got to throw, you know, you throw yep. a little bit of here. You, you're, it's going good. You don't need to do it. So, But Pete, Pete's got swagger. Pete, Pete's an antagonizer. I don't mean he, he just is. He, sure. He's been like that. And Russ is that guy that is the cheesiest guy in the league right now. So he's an easy target. Um, I just don't, I, I don't subscribe to the yeah. once a guy's out of the building, toss him under the bus. I like to move on and take care of my own team's success and let them deal with it. We can see from a distance what we felt was wrong in Seattle when Russ was there or what's going on in Denver. We don't need Pete to tell us right now.
1: You already mentioned it. It's it's not a game that anybody is going to care about, but I, I do find it very fascinating. Colts and Raiders, uh, on one side of this, you have a coach who is clearly, you know, he, he's trying to find something, anything in Josh McDaniels, and then you have Jeff Saturday, who has not done it um, at anything other than the high school level, and this is going to be... His first shot at this, I saw he promoted a 30-year-old to call the plays on Sunday. What kind of a challenge is that going to be for the Colts? Like, Take us into that. Is there any way that Saturday his 30-year-old offensive coordinator are going to be able to find success against the Raiders?
3: Yeah, I, listen, we don't know if the assistant quarterback coach is the most brilliant play caller on their team because we haven't seen it. He may very well be. I mean, he, honestly, was like maybe Jeff knows something and says – I like the guy, this guy commands the quarterback room or the, or the, you know, the, the, the offensive meeting room. Let's go. Let, let, let's go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Cause what it was, he may also be saying, well, what he's seen, he does not like now. Yeah, they can go in there and win. the quarterback's going to have to play. Well, they're going to have to get a few stops. Watch. This is going to be one of those where we're finally, it's like 41, 38, right? That's what's going to happen when the over-under is like 41 points. It's like what? So, um, or 39 or whatever it is. So I, here, here's for Jeff. The thing is, he came in and was decisive with the play callers, and you called him to give him a week to get ready. Hopefully the guy's been preparing for an opportunity anyway. But uh, this is where you, Jeff doesn't have to – the task, you've got to lean on all the guys because it's, it's an odd hiring. And I'm rooting for Jeff, but it's odd, and it's a slap in the face to the coaching profession. The guys have been grinding forever. But it's about relationships, and he has a good one with Ursay. It's not Jeff's fault. They offered him the gig. And now all he can do is try to get a win and coach him up. The thing for me is – it's leadership in this one. You, you, your job this is, is to lead these men. And I loved what he said in his press conference. Listen, he knows all the things that are being said, but I, he goes, I do know football. I played it long enough, and now i got to lean on some people. And I also I know how to lead men. And if that's the way he goes in, and guys, think about it. Deion Sanders knows how to lead men. Look what he's doing. He never coached at a college or NFL level either. I know college and NFL is different. But he leads men and relies on other guys to do the tasks and to coach them up. Jeff Saturday's got to lean on his staff because he's got some veterans, Gus Bradley, John Fox, and then go earn their respect by leading and trusting them. And just maybe, just maybe it turns around for them. It doesn't look like it's going to, but I root for a guy who cares about leadership and empowers his players but also inspires and, and trusts. The whole thing about them is will they gain trust in Jeff Saturday because it was an odd hiring that makes everybody, you know, scratch their head. Like, what the hell did you just do? Because you know, in that meeting room, those coaches are saying, "What? Now he's got to go win them and his teammates over." Strange things happen when you're a beginner. You may go out there and just cut it loose. The Colts may play their best game of the year because of it. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I'm it, it, going to lose. It is the NFL. Crazy stuff happens. Hey, Sean, Sean man. Thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate you as always, my man. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Sean Salisbury, joins us uh, every Friday here on the show. Joe Thomas, uh, former longtime Cleveland Browns offensive lineman, yeah. came out and said, when I saw this, I thought it was a joke. It was the most egregious thing I can ever remember happening in the NFL, and I went 1-31 in my last two years in the NFL. When you hire your drinking buddy to be the head coach of an NFL football team, it is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my entire life to the commitment, the lifestyle, and the experience that it takes to be an NFL coach, any coach, much less the head coach of the Indianapolis football Colts. You have got to be kidding me that this is something that Jim Irsay and Jeff Saturday, who is not blameless for accepting the job, could have talked and decided that this was the best thing for the Colts at this juncture of the season.
2: Very strong words from Joe Thomas. There, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about Jeff Saturday's blame level in this for taking. Well, the he job knows he's because not. Because as Sean said, it's an opportunity. You're not going to turn it down. But you know but, you're but not but qualified. He, d- he does know he's not qualified and skipping a line. Exactly right. And that there are guys in that room who resent him. Yes, th- this opportunity for him because right. they've been paying dues. Hoping to get an opportunity like that. Well, like, would so, like, and and he would understand that better than anybody. So, so, but
1: if somebody came to you and said, "Hey," but let's pretend that uh, positions like this were hireable, as opposed to maybe like, he truly believes he's the man for the job, though. Okay, but fine. Go with me here. Let's say that if you could be hired as the mayor, let's say that instead of an election, you could be hired, and if the city of Memphis came to you and said, "Hey, we want you to be the mayor," you know. Are you going to go be the mayor? You have no political experience. You have no you know, idea about budgets and you have no idea about, yeah, you're a citizen of Memphis, you're a resident of Memphis, you know the things that generally would be good for Memphis, but you don't know how to acquire them, you don't know how to get them, you don't know what.
2: Well, I mean, you got to get, I was leader of the homeowners association or something, you got to give me because he coached a high school football team. Okay, so yeah, got, fine. You know what I'm saying? I got to have fine. something. Let's say, there. let's say that. And I'm great friends. Yes. With the organization's okay, top but, but, brass. Actually, like, that's actually, the other parts of
1: let's, it. Let's, let's, I'm, let's I'm call great. it audible on this analogy. Let's say that the mayor of Memphis that you're great friends with Jim Strickland, okay. and he wants to hire you to run the parks and rec division. Okay, right? He wants you to run that department. Okay, and you've been the leader of your homeowners association. Yes. So you have a very, 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 very general, uh, you know, idea. Yes. About parks and rec. How? How much? Uh, it, you know, it's city, so we'll give you one seventy-five.
2: One hundred and seventy-five thousand to run the parks and rec. Yes. What do I have to do?
1: You have to run the parks and
2: rec. Well, when you say run it, you're
1: responsible for building, development, maintenance from projects my, from my office.
2: And I can hire. Sure.
1: Sure, but you have to you're in charge of all of that. But you, would you accept it knowing damn well that you have no clue what to do? You have no clue how to make those calls. You have no clue how to make those decisions. I will I will put those people around me.
2: Right. Yes. That's what Jeff Saturday's doing. For for one seventy five. I think I've just explained. Like he can't turn that down, probably what Ursay's paying is bud. See that's what Jeff. in this case. Yep. See, that's the problem. Like like you have a nice little cushy job at ESPN, they absolutely love you, but this I'm sure Ursay said, Here, this is what I'm gonna offer you to do it. Couldn't turn it down.
1: Yeah, see, this is the problem. This is and, and you,
2: but you wanted to say that you want. Excuse me, you want to say no. So do you? Do you now blame him? It's it's hard to blame again. It's still hard to do that. I hadn't heard it put that way. That he's not blameless in it. I can understand that argument, but stop. My my point of the whole, and I think most of us would,
1: mm-hmm.
2: even without the experience, even knowing we're skipping when it's an opportunity like that, and in the end, the money. Yeah, the money, and that's what it's going to come down to. Right.
1: You know, you get one seventy five and that government p- pension now, so that comes out to who knows how much
2: three hundred. I don't know. But you're right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not qualified.
1: You're not qualified. You were on the. You were on the homeowners board. You know, you had a couple ideas about your specific neighborhood that you I know. Said, are,
2: cut, keep the yard
1: cut.
0: You know, important to you. Know what I'm saying? But not. Uh, not to anybody else. I I have a question for you guys. I don't know if either of you have experience with, um, you know, working on license plates or, uh, you know. Uh, renewals, that sort of business? Because yes. I heard there's a little bit of a line. That might be something that we use as this hey, I example. Hey, I drive a car. I, 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 well, I think you're qualified to maybe do that department. I have, I, I'm registered. My car is registered. As hell. I got my L's and
1: everything,
2: <laughs> so I can do it. You, See, know? You, you don't have to be experienced to do better than Wanda. Well, well that's insulting to Wanda. Is it not in that with the license plates? I know that's
1: a career. Politician. I know she's
2: done some other things.
1: I'm just saying she's, she's, in that department, she's voted in, right? That's, that's a, voted, that's a yeah, yeah, that's a vote that,
0: That's kind of where I'm going with it.
1: Uh, like if I were, it's not an election, <laughs> right? But if if this were coming up, here was here would be my campaign. Yeah, I don't have any experience, but I can't be any worse than H- Wanda. <laughs> so, what do you think? I'm t- I'm gonna run on. Uh, I'll b- vote for you for rocks.
2: <laughs> Oh, was uh, In one defense, it was the perfect storm. It was like how they put Golden State with KD together. Yeah, that's yes. a good point. With the switch over to the new oh, licenses, you couldn't be yeah. more right. The, the perfect storm took her down.
1: I'm gonna like I'm gonna run on Barack's 2008 campaign. Uh, what, what what was it? Uh, yes. Hope change. Yeah, change. Yes, we yes, we yeah. yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. yes we can do yes, this. We can. I'm gonna get y'all y'all license plate efficiently. <laughs> Doesn't everybody <laughs> have it now? The lines, no, it's the lines, short no they had
0: to close. We still struggle? We're, we're waiting on this office opening. They've got a and new I, office. I'll tell you room. what, you Wanda,
1: real headwinds for Wanda's Jamaica Trips. We have
2: made a change at QB. That's John's fantasy team, y'all, for those that didn't know.
1: Yeah, my fantasy team is named Wanda's Jamaica Trips. It's so funny. You know, because what I tell people is when you when you play me, it's anything but a vacation. <laughs> which, 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 is, which is what... Wanda experienced, you know, she got, she, she didn't just go to Kingston, Jamaica. and She was just chilling with her feet up with the, where is it
2: that you go? Uh, I don't, she didn't go to Kingston. I bet she went <laughs> to Montego Bay. Montego Bay. Yeah. yeah.
1: You don't go to Montego Bay and she, her phone's getting blown up. She get all kinds of emails. She didn't get to enjoy the vacation, mm. you know? So that's my whole point with my fancy team is when you, you, you may see a vacation, you may see the palm trees. No, 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 no. No, this is going to be the worst trip of your
2: life. And Wanda's Jamaica trips just made a big move, didn't they? We we on,
1: are we have on the uh, waiver wire. We have switched Ooh. one Justin in for another.
0: Oh, you got Justin
2: Fields. Justin Fields.
0: Hey, Justin Fields has been
2: uh, nice pickup for you this week. He Listen, used his waiver wire. He'd been sitting there. at Number one, the claim he'd been sitting there for. That's right. He used it on Fields.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.